You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing well. BYU drawing closer and closer to that showdown against Boise State. How big actually are the stakes in this game? We'll discuss that on today's edition of the show. We'll also catch up with Brian Harson, the head coach of Boise State. He spoke to the Utah-based media yesterday. Had some interesting thoughts on BYU and also his own quarterback situation going into this game that we'll get to. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News with the women's basketball team announcing their non-conference schedule. Is it a good sign that men's basketball could have their non-conference slate in order shortly? We'll find out. We'll talk about all of that ahead on today's show. Today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of these great companies here in just a little while. All right, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 4th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A lot to get to here as you draw closer and closer to the showdown between number nine BYU and number 21 Boise State Friday night. And folks, I've really been pondering what the implications of this game are all week long. I know there have been plenty of articles written about it. Uh, Jay Drew did a great one in the Deseret News. It's been discussed on the radio show that I produce during my day job, DJ and PK in the morning. Just how big is this game for BYU? I don't think it goes outside the realm of craziness or however you want to term that that BYU is playing in the biggest game they have played in in well over 10 years. I would say this game if you want to go back to one that maybe has similar implications was a game against TCU it was that 2008 when BYU went to TCU sitting at 6 and 0 the whole remember the quest for perfection t-shirts yeah I think we all remember that uh, ended up with 7 sacks on Max Hall, two interceptions throw by Hall as well in that as they lost 32 to 7. And the BCS dreams, the quest for protect quest for perfection, excuse me, crumbled seemingly in an instant after that game. And one of those crazy, crazy outcomes you couldn't predict because BYU going into that game, you felt like, okay, this is a team, they're off to a 6-0 and start. We're really gonna see where they go from here. And all of a sudden, Jerry Hughes beating David Oswald like a drum, by the way, uh, just made life miserable. So in my opinion, yes, this is the biggest game in at least 12 years for BYU. If you want to go back further than that, there are games like the 1997 Cotton Bowl for BYU against Kansas State, the only New Year's Day bowl game that BYU has ever played in their history. Uh, There's other games going back even further than that. 1990 against Miami, the defending national champions coming to Provo. Ty Detmer kicking off what would eventually be his Heisman Trophy winning campaign with a win over the very um, braggadocious uh, Miami Hurricanes. They came into Provo thinking they were just going to roll and BYU showed them what's what. And that's a pretty impressive one. Then you go back even further than that, the 1984 National Championship season. Multiple games in that slate, I think, 
could be discussed. You think of the Hawaii game when Kyle Morrell dives over the line to tackle Raphael Cherry and save that win. Uh, obviously, the win over Michigan to seal the perfect season and eventually BYU's national championship in the Holiday Bowl. There are a lot of big games in BYU football history. There's no doubt about it. But it's been quite a while that it was quite a while since BYU's had a game of this implication. Uh, there have been multiple articles written about how the G5 could be in the mix for the playoff. Well, BYU is not technically a G5. They live in this hinterland, I feel like, between the G5 and also not a P5, and they have to just kind of make their own path. If BYU goes up to Boise State, a place, need I remind you, that they've never won in their football history, I think 0-5 all-time officially, and beat that team up there, you're going to find yourself really in the discussion of a playoff aspirant, a team that absolutely has New Year's Six Bowl capability and probably a favorite to make a New Year's Six Bowl game at that point. I still think there is one more big test on BYU's schedule unless they add another team in San Diego State on December 12th. But you have to take care of business this week. I know that the players and coaches at BYU have been preaching every game is the most important game. I'll tell you what, though, if they were not looking a little bit ahead to this Boise State game, at least over the past two weeks, I'd be stunned. I just felt like this was the type of a game that BYU saw on the schedule, understands what's at stake here. They understand what it would mean for them as a program to beat Boise State, a place they've never won, improve to 8-0, and likely move up in the national polls once again, maybe to 7 or 8 in the national polls. The publicity, the acclamation, the just overall exposure that BYU football is getting right now on the national stage, it's exactly what they have hoped to achieve as an independent and it's been nearly a decade and they're finally getting that getting that opportunity to live the dream that I think many of their uh, administrators when they went independent hoped could happen in a shorter time frame the biggest thing I think for BYU is that this team is going out and winning big and they are absolutely taking the nation by storm we all know that 2020 has been a really weird year especially for college football well heck we're in week 10 officially of the college football season and the Pac-12 hasn't even played games yet. Yeah, that should show you how weird things are this year. But BYU is living the dream they had when they went independent. This game, though, is the biggest game for BYU as an independent program in their football history. You can argue, yes, that the 1984 National Championship game or what ended up being the National Championship for them in the Holiday Bowl is the biggest. You might argue the 1990 uh, game against Miami. You might even argue the WAC Championship in 19. 1996 against Wyoming when it was two ranked teams doing battle with hopes of going to a game like the Cotton Bowl that BYU won and end up playing in that Cotton Bowl game. Well, those are huge games in BYU history, but BYU as a football program lives in a different universe now, especially in the era of the of the college football playoff and the New Year's Six Bowl games. This is the Power Five's team party, and they barely allow one person, one group, one team to be part of that party every year. Can BYU bust down that door and join a team like Cincinnati? Because let's also remind you guys, Cincinnati is the favorite to win the G5 spot in the New Year's Six. BYU does not qualify for that spot. They do not do it. They do not get that option. 
And the G5 team that is the highest ranked G5 team actually gets priority based on what I understand, what I've read up on over a team like BYU for that New Year's Six Bowl slot that's guaranteed for non-Power 5 teams. The good news building off of what might be a negative point there is that BYU, if they're ranked in the top 10 at the end of the season, and obviously you got to beat Boise State to do that, I don't see them being left out of the New Year's Six. I think that they are a big enough brand, a big enough uh, name on the national scene when they're playing this good that they will not be left out of the New Year's Six Bowl games. And that's exactly what BYU's been hoping for. And it took a fluky year, sure, 2020, a schedule that's severely downgraded from what it appeared on from the outset when BYU had six Power Five teams on the slate. But the biggest thing is BYU... Go out and win this game. It is the biggest game in well over a decade for the Cougars. It's something I think BYU fans have been hoping for. I'm sure many of you are nervous, hoping that BYU can overcome some of the bad juju that seemingly has caught up with them in big games of the recent past. But this is a game that BYU needs to go out and win. Plain and simple. You lose this game, guess what? You're going to drop like a stone in the national rankings. And all the haters out there who have been harping on BYU, they haven't played anybody. Well, guess what? Those are only going to get louder. So win the game, move on, and really, I think, make the haters really angry at that point. That's all you can really do if you're the BYU football program. But I'm excited for this game. It's going to be a fun one Friday night, and get ready for it, folks. I think the nation's eyes are going to be firmly focused in on BYU and Boise State. All right, coming up here in just a second, we will catch up on some other news and notes. Boise State, the perspective from their head coach, Brian Harson of what he sees from BYU. We'll get to some of his thoughts. He spoke to the media yesterday, us here in the local media in Utah, and had some great thoughts on on his quarterback situation and how everything's shaking out for the Broncos. We'll get to that. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar Guys. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market, and I mean that sincerely. I have multiple people who listen to this podcast who have asked me in the recent past, and those of you who have asked me know who you are, who have said, Jake, are you just reading this read, doing this ad because you have to? No, I mean it sincerely. I love Built Bars. They're covered 100% chocolate. They legitimately taste like a candy bar and they've been a fantastic addition to my diet. I want to encourage you guys to check them out. You can go to BuiltBar.com learn more about them, excuse me, but I love Built Bars. They are perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. If you're on the keto diet, they're the perfect addition for that diet in particular, guys. These bars are absolutely incredible. Low calorie, low sugar, but high in protein and high fiber. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market. 18 different flavors out there, soft and easy to chew, and like I said, I well, I've said this previously. I've never craved a protein bar in my life until I had a Built Bar. These are the best bars out there, guys. And right now, when you go to builtbar.com, you can the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. You'll get twenty percent off your next order. That's the significant savings on the best tasting protein bars on the market. So once again, go to builtbar.com. Use that promo code Locked On and save yourself twenty percent. And thank us later when you have the best tasting protein bars in your pantry. All right, guys, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit here and let you in on a little bit of my background as a media member. I am the person that's kind of charged with chasing down head coaches for my station during game weeks during the college football season. And different programs have different rules for coaches like coming on radio and different markets, etc. And it's kind of funny to track how things go. And Boise State's one of those programs out there that Brian Harson, the head coach, 
he is on lockdown, man. I don't think he necessarily enjoys talking to the media. I think he is a true football guy. X's and O's is his pride and joy, and he doesn't necessarily worry about getting into the fluff and the details and all of the other stuff that goes on with being a head coach. And he's been very successful, so there is something to be said for the way he goes about things. But he does not do one-on-one interviews with outside media, and I think it's very rare that he actually does one-on-ones, if ever, even with the local media in the Boise market. So when we get a chance to speak with him, it's usually in a group setting, but had a great chat with him. I thought it was one of his more informative interviews that I have heard from him personally. I'm not going to lie. I don't hear every Brian Harson media availability, but he did sit down with the Utah-based media yesterday via a phone teleconference and had some great thoughts, I thought, on this upcoming matchup for BYU and his Broncos on Friday night. Uh, first things first, he was asked what he sees in BYU as a program this year off to a 7-0 and start and what he thinks that the Cougars are versus what they have been in the past. Well, I don't know if how I feel is any different about them. I always feel like BYU is very good, um, and I feel the same way this year. And all the, the guys that I mentioned, I mean, I, I've, every single year that we've played BYU, I've always felt um, that they have done a very good job with bringing in guys that, that are very good football players and you know the coaching staff doing a good job of getting guys prepared and I, no different this year I mean they're a good they're always a good football team um, I think this year with the number of games they've played and getting a chance to really see what they've done um, you know I, I think they've proven that you know they're they're a very good football team and they're an undefeated team and they're they've been playing at a high level um, in all three phases, in my opinion, the guys have made plays. You got a chance to see that. So, I mean, this is this is a good football team. And, you know, our guys know that. We know that as the staff. And um, but as far as the respect factor for them, that has never changed. And I think they're they've done a really good job this year. So this is a huge challenge for us. And you know, we got a chance to get ready for them this week, and we will. And We'll have ourselves prepared and ready to play, and we know that we're going to be playing another good football team again this year in BYU. So Brian Harson thinks BYU is the same BYU they've been, just maybe a little more polished and just actually coming together as a team. I think he's got a lot of respect for the BYU football program. I think he understands what BYU can do, especially last year, considering Boise State missed out on playing in the New Year's Six Bowl games due to a loss at BYU. A backup quarterback, Baylor Romney, third-string quarterback actually for BYU, going up against what was then Boise State's second-string quarterback, Chase Cord, and BYU won that game and if you look back on it if Boise wins that game they go to the New Year's Six there's essentially no doubt about that so a huge huge win for BYU in that regard looking to make it two years in a row with big wins and this time the implications for BYU might be more significant for Boise than Boise State because Boise State's kind of playing catch up here Cincinnati is in the top 10 ranked nationally and they're probably going to be the favorite for the New Year's Six but if the Bearcats foible or wobble at all well Boise State's one of those teams that thinking, okay, we can slot in there, but they have to beat BYU in their own right. So there's plenty of stakes for both sides on this, but I think the stakes are just a little bit higher for BYU. Obviously, Brian Harson recruited Zach Wilson once upon a time, a Boise State commit before flipping to BYU late in the recruiting process. Well, he was asked what he saw during the recruitment process for Zach Wilson and if what Zach is doing right now, the Heisman hopeful, a kid who's just 
absolutely lighting it up for BYU if he's doing exactly what Harson envisioned when he recruited him from Corner Canyon High School. At the time that we recruited him, I thought this guy had really good athleticism that he could throw. Um, I liked his demeanor and you know, felt like he was a good fit for us. So, you know, that was as far as it went for me at that time. And then it was obviously, you know, what's this guy going to be able to do when he gets into college? So, you know, I think he's worked really hard. I know he had the injury. Um, I think the staff has done a great job with him. I think Zach has proven, you know, he's got the physical capabilities to be a really good player. And he's, he's obviously doing that right now. And I think it's showing. Uh, I also think the guys around him are playing well. And, you know, they've got a good thing going on there with, with their team. And, you know, that's the, that's the fun opportunity for, you know, our players is to go out there and, and have that type of challenge and competition um, against really good players and to see, you know, where we are through a couple games and, and what that looks like for us. But, no, Zach, is, Zach has played well. Um, and, you know, I think, I think the staff and Coach Grimes, they've all done a good job of, of helping him with his performance and getting him ready. So Brian Harson, pretty complimentary of what Zach is doing and the coaching staff putting him in a position to succeed at BYU. And I'm looking forward to finally seeing this matchup against the Broncos and BYU. I know that there's a lot of speculation out there if BYU is going to see Jack Sears at quarterback for Boise State, considering Hank Bachmeyer still is not practicing. And yesterday during his regular uh, press conference with the Idaho media, Harson was very elusive on giving any particular with regards to Bachmeyer's status, essentially saying if he practices Thursday, he can play in this game. Well, that's great, Coach. And also George Halani, the former four-star running back, who is an absolute workhorse, by the way. Halani, great player. I think he is an absolute stud, the next great NFL running back to come out of Boise State, in my opinion. Well, they are not. They missed him in the latter half of that game against Air Force. Not that it really mattered for them as they were up big, but they may not have him this week either. So BYU could be facing... Uh, I wouldn't call it depleted Boise State team because guys like Octavius Evans, uh, Khalil Shakur, etc. There's a lot of great players on this Boise State offense, and they showed that, yeah, no Holani, no Hank Bachmeyer, no problem against Air Force. So I feel like BYU's got their work cut out for them, but having what is presumed to be the top quarterback and the top running back for Boise State, questionable for this game, doesn't hurt BYU's chances. And he was asked, speaking of Coach Harson, about his quarterback situation, the comparison between both Jack Sears and Hank Bachmeyer and how different or how similar they might be. Well, I don't know if there's a whole lot of difference. Um, and that's not you know, a knock on either one. I mean, it's just the style of you know, how we got to play at that position. I think they're both good decision makers. I think they both throw it well, the ball well. Um, I think they're they're both they're fairly elusive uh, in the pocket, and they can they can do some things with their legs. Um, but you know, hopefully they're good decision makers and and operate the things that we have to do and and help our offense to be successful. So I think both those guys are, are capable of that, and they showed that. And it was good to see Jack get out there and play, and I thought he did a really good job and executed well, made some good decisions. Uh, Hank has done that too. So, you know, a lot of similarities from that standpoint. But they're two different players and um, in their own ways. And there's little things in there that I know at that position. But, 
Um, overall, at the end of the day, they got to operate our offense. They got they got to make sure that that we're doing what we need to be doing to be successful. And I think both those guys can do that. I get what Brian Harson is saying. There may sound like coach speak. It's actually pretty brilliant because, as I talked about, I think it was yesterday's podcast. I mentioned this that Boise State has just built this self feeding machine. They kind of plug and play guys. They recruit the guys that fit the system they want to run. Obviously, they saw something in a USC transfer in Jack Sears. They felt like, you know what? If Hank Bachmeyer is going to be dinged up and Chase Cord's status still unresolved, well, we may need another guy to come in here. And they felt like Jack Sears could run the system and apparently able to run it pretty dang efficiently. 17 of 20 last week against Air Force, having a pretty good outing in his first start as a Bronco. And I think BYU, whoever they face at quarterback, they have their work cut out for them. This is a very, very high-powered Boise State offense. They're going to go after BYU secondary and missing a guy like Zane Anderson if he's unable to play for BYU is a it's a big time loss. I think the Cougars are well equipped. I think more offensively to run the ball on Boise State. I feel like the Boise State secondary is very, very talented. We'll break this down more in depth for you guys. Going to have BJ Reigns from the Idaho Press Tribune on the podcast to talk about Boise State and get his evaluation of what position groups BYU may have an advantage against. But just on paper, in my opinion, we'll do more of a in-depth look ahead or a preview of this game uh, on the next couple editions of the podcast. But I feel like BYU's opportunity in this game is to control the ground game. Run the ball on a defensive line for Boise State that is depleted. It's young. It's inexperienced. Well, BYU's offensive line, if you want to get back to that, we're the big bad boys on campus. We're going to control the line of scrimmage like we did against Navy. This would be a great game to do that, and hopefully they can figure that out. But there are some advantages on both sides in this game, I feel like, and I feel like it's a fairly evenly balanced game. The crazy thing about the line on this in Vegas is it opened up with Boise State SID we're between a two and a half and three point favorite. So essentially a pick them because you always give the home team about three points, but then it swung towards BYU, a six point swing or so to minus three for BYU as of this morning. So there's a lot of betters in Vegas who think BYU is a slight favorite on the road here. And, We'll see if they're right. I think that Vegas is not very dumb, or Vegas is not dumb. Let's be clear about that. They know what they're doing when they set these betting lines. It's supposed to force action for people to bet. But I think they understand that BYU has some advantages in this game, but they also understand that Boise State is very much a threat on their home turf, a place like I've mentioned multiple times. I'll probably mention it multiple times more. The BYU's never won. The curse of the blue is what we like to call it, or the curse of the blue turf. And BYU's got to overcome that if they want to strike it big and move to 8-0. All right, we will catch up on a couple of the news and notes in, from around the BYU Athletic Department here in just a moment. But today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. I love All Guard Pest Control because they're a local pest control company here along the Wasatch Front that's capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. Seth Baird, the owner, has been on the podcast over the past couple of weeks on a Friday to join me to answer some of your questions. And we're giving away free treatments from All Guard Pest Control, guys. If you want to be entered to win a free treatment from All Guard Pest Control, submit a question on social media to us. You can find the show at Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My personal Twitter feed, you can reach out to me there, is Jacob C. 
Hatch. And also email the show, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the address there. So looking forward to having Seth on, but I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what Seth and his team do. Based in Utah County, they service up and down the Wasatch Front, and they are the best local pest control company for my money. And I mean that sincerely. They do a great job taking care of my home, and they want to make sure you guys are 100% satisfied when you trust them to take care of yours. Of course, right now with COVID-19 ongoing, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of people out there who are wary of people coming into their home. All Guard wants to customize their treatments to fit your needs. If you want them to spray the outside of your home, they're happy to do that, but don't go on the inside. No problem at all. Seth and his team are taking the utmost precautions, though. They're wearing masks, wearing gloves, being very respectful of whatever their customers' needs are. That's what I love about this company. So if you want to learn more about them, you can go to All Guard Pest Controls with an S. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Or give them a call anytime, 801-851-1812. No job or is too big or too small for All Guard. They can scale up or down to fit exactly what you need. They do residential and commercial pest control services. This is the best company for your pest control needs. So once again, go to allguardpestcontrols.com or give them a call anytime at 801-851-1812 and tell them the Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you when you stop by. All right, as we round out this Wednesday edition of the show, wanted to give a tip of the cap to the Outland Trophy Committee for finally, after what, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks, adding Brady Christensen to the Outland Trophy Award watch list. It was pretty done to leave him off the list. This is one of BYU's best offensive line prospects they've had in the past decade or so. Brady's going to play on Sundays in the NFL, whether it's after this upcoming season or after next season. He's going to be a guy who's going to be in demand by the NFL. He's done a great job overcoming a lot of odds. I don't know how many of you saw last night due to the election, etc. The deep blue on him. I'll link it in the show notes, but a great background on what he has overcome to be this star left tackle for the BYU football program. But good to see him finally getting his just due and being on the Outland Trophy Award watch list. It's good to see them finally recognizing, hey, we may want to add this guy on there because he's pretty dang good. So congratulations to Brady Christensen on being named to that. And then one other note today is that the BYU women's basketball program has announced their non-conference slate of games. They will open up on Thanksgiving weekend in Las Vegas at the South Point Shootout. They'll take on LSU and UT Martin on back-to-back nights on November 27th and November 28th in, that, in those games down there in Las Vegas. Then on their way home, they'll be at Dixie State and at Utah State in the first week after that shootout and then they have home games to wrap up their non-conference slate on December 10th, 12th and 15th against Montana State, Boise State and UVU respectively. So I think this is a fantastic setup for Jeff Judkins' team. This is a team that's got NCAA NCAA tournament aspirations just like the men's team and looking forward to seeing the Cougars go out and show what they can do. I think with Shaylee Gonzalez leading the way, I think they're absolutely going to be a threat to make the NCAA tournament on the women's side of things and it's good to see BYU's women's team getting their non-conference slate out there. I wonder how much longer BYU men's basketball can ultimately wait before announcing their non-conference slate. I know that Mark Pope has talked about the fact that they're having to be very careful and have contingency plans and backup plans to those backup plans when it comes to their scheduling but 
get the schedule out there. Let your fans know who you're hoping to play, but I think fans also understand that there's going to be plenty of moving around and having to reschedule dates, if at all possible, to get this season in. I am hopeful that the college basketball season goes off without a hitch. Would it be great to have 20,000 fans at the Marriott Center each night cheering on the Cougars? Sure. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't. I honestly don't think so. We're just barely getting fans into Lavelle Edwards Stadium with 6,000 fans in a 63,000 state stadium. I just don't see how you're going to put the fans in an indoor environment where transmission rates for COVID-19 are so much higher. So call me a, a dreamer. I don't know, but I'm hoping that the college basketball season gets played. And if everybody has to watch from home, myself included, I think we're all willing to do that just to see the season get underway and get finished. All right, that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for joining us. Make sure to follow the show on social media. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. It really does help us build the audience, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star ratings and also what you like about the show in a couple of comments, and we'll be happy to reward you guys. We've done some giveaways for BYU Nike gear recently. Going to do another one here shortly, so if you'd like to win that gear, reach out, leave us a rating and review, and we'll get you guys entered to win. That's some of that Nike gear. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 4th, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.